The following podcast contains opinions of the participants and does not reflect the views and beliefs of the Verena Media Network. The network believes in a safe space for all ideas to be expressed without any censorship and on its duty to create such a platform for free speech. Listener discretion is strictly advised. This is the State of the Nation podcast. Good evening and welcome everyone. This is the State of the Nation podcast. I'm Daniel Tanuasam. And today we are going to talk a bit about how Sri Lanka is facing 2023, given that this is the first week. Uh, as usual, I'm joined by the host of the State of the Nation program on Other Than 24, Mahesh Johnny. Mahesh, good to see you. Good to be here, Danidu. Um, best wishes of uh, for 2023. I hope you you have a, a very fruitful year. Uh, I wish all our listeners also the very same. I I wish wish despite this whole prediction of doom and gloom in 2023, we would actually find a silver lining to all our problems and 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 start towards recovery, towards real recovery, rather than going around in circles. And I wish our, our people um, to be happy. Uh, living in Sri Lanka has to be, cannot be something, you know, you dread about. It, it It should be, you know, feeling better for each and every citizen of this country. And I hope that we find a system that will work for each and every one of us. And that's, that's my uh, sincere wish for each and every one of you out there in 2023. I wish you the same, Mahesh. I hope you have a productive year as well. Uh, as you said, those words are just something that came to my mind. Is I, I went for an event recently and uh, some of the adults in the room uh, would you know, question me about you know, what my plans are for migration. And uh, I, I would constantly be confused as to because I have no plans of migration. And that would be a shock because that's a way apparently that's a that's sort of a rare occurrence and i'm not trying to like uh, compliment or like uh, criticize myself in this instance i'm just trying to say why is that the just to just to begin 2023 why is that the narrative why is that the question that is being asked what what is the plan for migration rather than you know something which we usually hear is you know are you doing your a-levels or you know what are you studying as opposed to you know your life now taking part, taking its turn to like another country for sure. That's a given. So I think in my opinion, uh, I think there is sincerity uh, from those people. If you talk about, you know, elders, uh, there is a little bit of sincerity for them to raise that question. Nothing to do with the fact that, you know, they don't care about you or they're trying to get you away because they think as a youth, who, who seems to have a bright bright future uh, would not have a bright brighter future in this country so so they are like telling you why are you here I think it's better for you to go that is that is the wishful thinking of of, of our uh, elders but the thing is what they need to do and they need to understand and they need to make sure is that it's not about um, telling them that I think I'm going back to what I said uh, a couple of weeks back uh, about uh, I think that quote from uh, Greg Jacobs and uh, where he said uh, the grass is greener where you water it not on the other side so that kind of mentality the thing is this it's bad 
like if you're a young guy who's just coming out from school it's going to be very tough for you yeah okay the next few years you will be part of um nice uh, just because we have referenced this in our podcast multiple times i just want to listen in to that uh, program i think it will be nice to hear both of you all having that conversation as well uh, with greg on getreal here is mahesh and get uh, greg jacobson speaking on getreal we just listen in now the problem here is that our people do not believe that our people think like you just said the grass is always greener in america the grass is always greener in the uk or australia or japan any other country um they don't understand what they have right now uh, as gym so everybody is working everybody is working uh, uh, towards getting being like america being like uh, australia uh, as a nation are we on a path towards losing if we continuously think that that is the best i haven't had enough experience and time here to really make an intelligent and accurate prediction but i do know the grass is green where you water it no matter where you are <laughs> So, if you take personal responsibility, what can I do to make my life and the lives of the people around me better? And this is your primary question, and you take the steps to have specialized education in the area that interests you, and then take massive action, and then have the the intelligence to look and see if what I'm doing is working. Am I moving in the direction that I want to move or am I moving away from that direction? And make the adjustments, your life's going to be great wherever you are. All right. The grass is greener where you water it. And I think uh, off off my off the record we you were speaking to him and he was like that he came up with that on the spot as in something that he felt at that point and he would continue to say that uh, Sri Lanka is a gem and we wouldn't uh, we don't know what kind of gem we have if I'm not mistaken. I'm I'm not sure if I'm uh, quoting him properly but that is what he said. Yeah, your thoughts. Indeed, um he's a he's an American who came to Sri Lanka I think to spend I think a couple of months here uh, because they were uh, on a sabbatical and uh, they wanted to uh, basically experience no I think they came to Sri Lanka accidentally and and because some, one of their friends were uh, saying you know J- Greg is a, a lifestyle guru he keeps helping all these big shots around the world how to how to you know have a better life so I think one of his friends in Sri Lanka uh, asked him you know why don't you come to Sri Lanka I think they were planning on going to Bali going to Bali but apparently uh because of the fr- friend friend's request they said okay fine we'll come to colombo and they loved it they 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 loved this country i think it was the first time that they were here and they continuously you know was amazed as to how much uh i i remember greg having uh, this personal conversation with me and and he was telling me he was really amazed as to how naive sri lankans are in terms of what is out there i mean he was very much referring to the island mentality of of our people and and he was basically telling you know you guys think like everything is better in america everything is better in the uk or australia you don't understand what kind of a, a new set of problems that they undergo that you all don't even have to think or experience uh, the best example he said was if if it was in new york uh let's say he's going in a car and somebody cuts you off uh that could be a potential of you getting shot okay the person if that person is pissed off 
he will get out of the vehicle and if he has a gun, he will use it. And he will translate it to a point where he says, you know, I, I defended myself. I, I was threatened. So it is, it is very hard to figure it out. We all know that a lot of shootings uh, is occurring in, in America. And, and that kind of mentality, because people are not nice. That's what he said. And, and here everybody smiles. Everybody has a very genuine effort uh, in order to welcome the, the, the foreigners to, the, to our country to give them a good good experience of Sri Lanka we have that uniqueness but the thing is we don't appreciate it and this is this is all across the board and that comes back to this same thing that uh, you were talking about uh, basically saying you know the youth does not see a future in this country that the elders are telling them you know you got to get out of this place because this is a hellhole because of the simple fact that Sri Lankans don't appreciate what we already have I'm not going to be blind and dumb and naive and say, oh my God, everything is paradise here. That is not the case. We have thousand and one problems. But if we really dive deep, if we really dive into those issues, the answers for those questions are already there within our society. Now, we don't want to see that. We don't want to look for that. We don't want to even 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 look at solutions, the homegrown solutions. That is the biggest, you know, uh, Twitter liberals, uh, the Colombo Twitter liberals. If you say homegrown solutions, my God, that'll that'll be like a, a stand-up comedy for them. Uh, you know, they will laugh their ass off. That's how they feel it because for them, again, uh, these 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 statements that I keep making it because it, it is so true. Um, West is the best. That's it. If America takes a dump, there will be Colombo Twitter liberals who will defend how gold that dump is. Okay, because apparently it's the best. And that is the American uh, way of life, right? American way of life is as such. They produce, like yesterday, um, this is the best part. I was uh, looking at their whole political, uh, I was watching on TV um McCarthy being denied uh, the House Speakership. Uh, if people were wondering what that is, uh, apparently right now after uh, the elections in November last year, uh, Americans have a new uh, House of Congress, which is read, led by the Republicans. Now, uh, Republicans, uh, in order to start the House, I think it's the 119th Congress, or I'm not sure about the thing, uh, in order to start that, they have to elect the speaker. So usually the majority party who has uh, the majority number of seats will will take that position. Um, prior, it was Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she stepped down because the Democrats lost the House. The Republicans got it. Now, uh, it is supposed to be a very easy process where uh, the leader of the party or the, the, the Congress will take over the speakership. The reason why it's important is the seat of the speaker is the third in line to the presidency. If something happens to the president, it will go to the vice president. The power will uh, shift to the vice president. And if something happens to the vice president, it will shift to the speaker of the house. And they don't keep elections, you know, as and when you want. If some, uh, if the president dies, you're not going to have elections tomorrow. They have a very strict schedule of keeping elections. So up until the next time uh, an election is due that particular person will run so they have a succession lineup which is which is actually good it it, it, it showcases maturity of a, of a democracy 
but i was watching the whole scenario where they are going one voter after the other because there are around 20 rebel uh, republicans within the republican party who did not want to support uh, uh, kevin mccarthy who is the uh, contender for the speakership of from the republican party uh, they didn't want to do anything with him so uh, when this whole house session was going um the first thing that they were saying is um you know there was a guy who oh, got up and spoke i think one of the uh, uh representatives he said we should be so proud to serve in this congress because we live in the greatest country in the whole world every single person who is in that room okay be it the democrats be it the cleaners be it the administrative staff everybody got up and started clapping oh my god this is the greatest country on the planet okay so that is a mentality that is being given to those people in that country and that is why every single person wants to go to america because the marketing is so good that america is the best they get fooled and they go i mean look at any bloody movie f- that is coming out from hollywood okay what is, what is the basic sentiment of it uh, i mean it is it is basically like uh, i think we went and watched uh, what was it uh, maverick. the maverick yeah exactly uh, that one if you look at the storyline one country invading another country invading ah huh? it is not like negotiating having some kind of a discussion none of those completely violating every single rule that exists in order to uh destroy a target which which is a uh, a bad for the bad for america see how that was portrayed as one of the best thing that would possibly could happen there's nothing wrong in this okay violating uh, uh, i think it was uh, i can't remember what the country was uh, uh, i'm pretty sure it's a muslim sounding name because uh, that's how they justify the whole thing and the way it was celebrated okay if by any chance let's say we put uh, russia to the uh, position of where the americans were portrayed and the russians were invading another country my god that would be the worst thing that could you know possibly happen it will be depicted as such so this yeah, is what it is it's happening real time as well exactly in the ukraine uh, um, war but but this is what it is so the marketing is so good when you go to america when you actually i mean I, i think i shared this story with you sometime back even the the homeless uh, num- the people the number of homelessness uh, homeless people in washington dc is staggering okay once i i i landed uh, in washington wanted to go uh, i think it was a conference or something uh, and i i i landed late i think around 6 or 7 in the evening and went to the hotel uh, it was very close to the white house uh, and and at that moment you know i, I was hungry and i wanted to eat something so there was a 711 uh, close by to the hotel got out and i was walking and my god there was like three like humongous black dudes okay african americans 
I think they're like seven feet tall or something like that. Okay, coming from from various parts of the building, asking for money, and and. I mean, it, it it scared the shit out of me. I I actually ran into the Seven Eleven because I was like, oh my god, I'm 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 gonna get mugged. Okay, I, basically, I think I was <laughs> racial profiling at that moment. Uh, but okay, so the very uh, like few days, like you walk around um, um, uh, Washington D.C., there are people basically living on the streets, living. and that number is really high okay so they have those kinds of problems the quality of life is yes it's high but that does not mean it is the best okay but that is the picture they keep paying painting on the minds of youth of our country i mean what is facebook for christ sake it is a propaganda machine for the united states it started off with a really good intention that is how everything good starts initially it's good and then it comes the corporate culture kicks in and it gets ruined facebook is just a propaganda machine towards american thinking why do you think facebook and other social media sites are banned in china because they don't want their kids to ever have the idea that sh- the 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 garbage that they put against china to infiltrate the minds of the young in china and think less of their country because they will never work hard uh, to keep the country in in the level it is they have a target they want to be the 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 richest economy in the world they want to take uh, overtake uh, the united states all that they want to do you can't do it with 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 a younger generation who's like doubting you know the, this country is not good we don't we should not be here if china had that let's say for a simple example they took off all the bans that they have on on social media uh, on western sites and they allowed the younger people to uh, experience that i'm pretty sure china will lose their supremacy because the younger will be like you know oh my god we are living in garbage we need to go to america okay so that that's this thing propaganda is as such that our the minds of our youth is completely violated and the sad part is none of the youth have the ability to understand that i'm 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 going to say a very vulgar joke here uh, um you know when you bend over if you see four balls don't think you're superman okay it's basically means you're getting railed by another dude Yeah, that's that's the, the 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 reason I wanted to say that is that's how our youth think about the West. Okay, they think that apparently the West is there to help, whereas they're getting railed, and and that they have done to our culture, they are done to our society, they are done to our thinking. Every single thing of our of our nation has been infiltrated by these kinds of uh, garbage mindset. and 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 pretty much i mean those woke thinking is also a problem for america for americans it's a problem just imagine imagine if it is a problem for them and they want to get rid of it and it's coming here and our people are celebrating it and and giving them a home how stupid are we how dumb are we not to see the truth beyond it Okay. so if by any chance if we question the woke 
thinking, if we question the woke uh, mentality, my God, it's like, you know, we are ridiculed. We are so, you know, backward. We and we don't want to be progressive. We don't want to grow. No, 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 no. I want to grow. I want this country to grow, but not in the way that America or the West dictates or even the East dictates. I don't need someone, uh, uh, another country coming up to us and saying, oh my God, this is the way you got to live. No, no, no. We'll find the way how we want to live. And we will make the best out of it. That's all. And, and as long as we can understand that, I think the youth, I mean, what was the whole Aragale about? The Aragale was defined as the youth taking over the country, right? What happened? What happened? Where is the youth mentality? Okay, because initially, the buggers who actually came in, into the forefront understood this is a good business. They, 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 they basically raped the innocence of, of the people who came to support them. And they misused them. And all that occurred, and, and here we are. That question, whoever asked you, whether why are you here, what's your plan to migrate, is the reason Sri Lanka is like this. Because the people who are supposed to tell you, no, yes, there is a lot of problems here. There is, but the thing is, let's find a solution. Let's make it better. Let's make it work for all of us. That mindset is missing. Up until the time that it is missing and, and our parents, our, our elders are not, not taking the initiative to basically uh, rebrand the minds of our youth, this is going to be the way of life. Right. Um, I think I just want to touch on the propaganda issue before we go into like the, the gist of everything that we already discussed today. Uh, Twitter has now been proven as, a, as an instrument of propaganda. As opposed to, I believe, at least in the future, we'll get to see similar uh, investigative pieces coming out on maybe Facebook and other sites. Uh, but the, 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 the damage of what Twitter did, and I always go back to the example of Jay Bhattacharya because of us just importing the lockdown system and no one is now there to take like sort of credit for it. And then there were the Twitter sort of liberals and I, I remember them distinctly saying, you know, the president needs to lock down the country, what's he doing? And, and that sort of thing. So, again, there's no accountability on that side. But uh, let's, 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 let's hold the social media discussion there a bit. Now, 2023, Central Bank is actually mentioning to the people that 2023 is going to be uh, an year of... It's going to be better. But the indicators that we are looking at, and I think we discussed this within the State of the Nation previously as well as in... Uh, I was presenting the information on why our economy is contracting and why it will continue to do so. Firstly, if I can get your assessment of this, you know, entire economic contraction things, and just for our viewers to understand, our listeners to understand, uh, the economy, our, what our hypothesis is, as you increase taxes and you increase interest rates just to reduce inflation without looking at any of the other markers, you're not going to let the SME sector thrive because they can't borrow, they can't make a profit of 30% or whatever the uh, amount that the interest rate would require thereby they will not borrow, they will try and allocate or move away from this country or you know, basically declare bankruptcy. And that is the wheel that needs to keep turning in order for the country to go forward, in order for the country to come out of this crisis. Now we are doing as prima facie, when we look at it, we are doing the exact opposite of what we should be doing. 
let's start there. What are your thoughts on that? So uh, in, a, in a press conference, the central bank is saying that with significant progress being made at present regarding the in interaction with the Sri Lankan creditors, the, um, they envisage that the IM, IMF facility will be expected to materialize in uh, early this year. After saying that also, uh, the central bank says that the Sri Lankan economy, which is uh, projected to register a real contraction of uh, around 8% eight, 8 in 2022, that means last year, is expected to record a gradual recovery from the second half of 2023. That means by um, after June, after the first uh, uh, you know six months, we will start uh, to look at uh, better better recovery. But but that com that particular assessment, which I don't know, uh, which how how did the central bank come uh, into this particular assessment? Um, the world, uh, the the IMF and the World Bank, both of them are saying that Sri Lanka will see another contraction of its economy by three percent, which means uh, from eight to eleven. So in 2023, the World Bank and the IMF is predicting, if you go into their website and actually have a look at it, the, the predictions they've made uh, for Sri Lanka, they say that in 2023, we are going to have a contraction of 11%, 8% plus another three. So I don't know how exactly our central bank is coming into this assessment. And the problem with, with this assessment is this. Now, the central bank that we have are the one who's who has been there since since uh, our independence, right? Uh, they are the ones who who pretty much dominated our, our fiscal policy, our monetary policy, and 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 dictated how our economic policies should be formed. And and whenever there is a problem in terms of our economy, the the, the entire country turned to two people: finance minister and the central bank governor. So the central bank is now saying the very same central bank who, who completely miscalculated all this entire crisis we've been having. Okay, they miscalculated. They never came up and told us, you know, in next year we're going to have this kind of a shitty deal. Uh, in next year, we, everything is going to fall apart. Nobody said that. Even if they said it, it wasn't loud enough for the people to hear. Because if if the warnings were given prior, uh, the people would actually do something uh, prudent in order not to fall or be in this position. If, Danidu, I told you next month, okay, your salary is not going to come, okay, that's a definite, it's not going to come. Or even if I say I might, you know, it might be a possibility that you're not going to get your salary next month, you would be prudent enough to save whatever you have right now and to make sure you can stretch for the next month. Up until the, uh, uh, you know, basically the month after your salary kicks in. Yeah. So you, you have that information in order to do it. You, I come and say some jargon to say, you know, uh, your fiscal uh, abilities in the uh, coming few days are going to drastically reduce. So because of, how do you know that? I mean, like, how do you understand that? The normal po people of this country are not economists. That's why we have people in, in places to tell us exactly this is happening. This is, the central bank is like our med department. Our med department, I mean, I think they've improved uh, very much these days. But those days, like about five, month, uh, five years back, uh, 10 years back, uh, basically our med department was like, if it is raining, 
they will just open the door and see it's raining and say well it's raining okay just like that the central bank is predicting stuff as and when it happens in real time they're not giving any kind of warnings they're not allow, uh, you know giving advice to the business community they're not, not not guiding none of that is happening because if it really happened how come we are in this crisis yeah you can tell like this is the question i also asked the former um, central bank governor who who didn't give me a proper response uh, ajitivad kabra i asked him you know did you have a tiff with a uh, former finance minister baisal rajapaksa because that was what everybody was telling did you try to do you know the right thing and was it basil rajapaksa who who stopped you uh, didn't get a response there okay i i i mean he he, he was not forthcoming with uh, with the information uh, but but that is what is required right the people who are supposed to guide you has to make sure that they guide you you might not like the message but yet the message should be out there for people to take precautionary measures by themselves that is not there and right now they are telling us apparently everything is going to be fine now what's going to happen okay now what's going to happen let's think now they're saying from the 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 uh, what do you call um from the second quarter uh, not the second quarter uh the second half of the uh year um everything like things are going to turn around now what now that's june right till end of june now businesses will start thinking okay i'm not going to invest anything right now because you know economy is not good let's wait for six months investors abroad might they say okay uh these reports say that apparently you'll be start recovering in in 6 months so let's wait for 6 months so no n- nobody wants to come here nobody wants to give anything to us none of that is occurring okay so everybody's waiting for 6 months now what's going to happen with these predictions okay w- w- when they're not accurate i don't know whether this is accurate or not because i'm not an economist but but i'm trying to compare two two reports that i'm getting one is from the uh, world bank and the imf which says that the sri lankan economy will further contract 3% in 20 23 okay that is stated in their website and, and then here is the governor saying uh it 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 has contracted 8% in 2022 and um it's going to start recovering from the half of this uh, this year the next half of this year so how exactly like what exactly uh, is the information you are giving to the people you are being cryptic you are not being honest okay you got to tell people in a in a language they understand if you don't know anybody I, i mean like if you don't know how to tell people in a way they understand then might as well go and find a comms guy who can translate that in a manner to go and tell the people because that is the biggest problem we have um to answer your question in terms of like how exactly is now the biggest issue here is that what they're trying to do they're going with the imf prescription um who, who's very interested in terms of uh securing the balance sheet balance in the books right? yeah exactly uh to ensure that you know you cut your losses you have minimum amount of loss and you have a high amount of revenue which is a typical you know ad- advice you give it to a, to a business uh, if you're doing a, a you know if you're a mudalali you would make sure that you know you don't have a lot of uh, liabilities but you have a lot of income that's your basic target so the moment you start that reversing you you consider your business to be a loss so that that i mean that's understandable 
Now, how is the IMF telling us to do that? So the IMF is telling us to do that in a manner where you increase your taxes. Okay, you somehow get the money uh, into the government uh, and, and make sure that, you know, uh, they don't basically um, think about would that rising of taxes help the people who are in this economy? Now, understand this. IMF is not part of Sri Lanka. People from IMF is not living in Sri Lanka. Understand that. They don't know our culture. They just know a theory. Okay. So uh, uh, that's all they understand. And what do they say is, okay, apply that theory. That's all. And people who are living here has to go through that. Now, according to them, when you raise taxes, okay, when you completely raise taxes, the interest rates are really high now. Nobody's going to borrow. Sri Lanka's economy, the bedrock of Sri Lanka's economy is the SMEs, small and medium enterprises. Okay? They are not going to grow because they will never have the ability to borrow money because everybody needs to borrow money, but they don't have piles and piles of money like big corporates sitting around which they, they can you know, pretty much use at a dry time. Right now, what they will do is basically stop. If you are a businessman who has been doing transportation, and if the fuel cost is really high, there are two options. You can stop doing that business if it is not becoming profitable uh, profitable anymore and, and basically uh, move on to um, what do you call farming. Okay, you, lo- you, you, you stop. Now, transportation, so that ends. Nobody's there to transport anymore, but there is a lot of paddy, okay, cultivated. Now, what's going to happen? That is going to result in a bad economy as well, because the circulation of certain, like the whole process, the economy's drive is getting screwed up, because when you throttle the SMEs, that is basically telling to kill the goose that lays the egg. Okay, so right now, what we have to be doing is not what we are doing. And that is where, like, I don't know, books will be cooked to a level to showcase some kind of progress. But is that real progress? Because the real progress should be measured. If you put your hand into your pocket and if you have money to basically buy the essentials that you need in order to live a basic life, Okay, if that is okay, then we can say, okay, the economy is recovering or, or whatever. If that is not happening, okay, all across the board, not to the top tier, I'm not talking about them, They're, they have enough and more money. But I'm talking about you and me, people who are in the middle income group, the lower income group, okay, for them, when they get thousand rupees paid and if their bill is only 800 rupees and they have 200 rupees of savings that could be considered as a good way of living but if their uh, what do you call income is only thousand rupees and their expenditure is five thousand rupees how the hell are you going to find the remaining four thousand are you going to like pray to god and ask for a, a shower of money what is going to happen? Who's going to give that? So basically what will happen is you will borrow 4,000 rupees just to stay afloat. 
next month another 4000 next month another 4000 how are you going to live like that and and this is what our leaders need to be thinking okay how is my people in this country can actually live a quality life because if a, if it is a miserable experience to live in this country like every single day you're sad you you you're frustrated there is no end to your misery then like what your uh, uh, you know the people who spoke to you suggested might as well migrate okay might as well migrate because our leaders i'm sad to say there was a time like when the war was going on the leaders did think about sri lanka and they they actually made an active effort to stop the war okay because there was a time that we that was something that i used to hear all the time that leaders of our nation was basically uh, you know uh, cultivating the war in order to earn from it that was an accusation that was made those days but then there was a leader president mahinda rajapaksa former president he said no this is enough but then you know things happen everybody was you know didn't things didn't occur the way we thought because 2009 when the war ended we thought this is going to be an economic renaissance for us sri lanka is going to go beyond singapore okay we're going to be like the beacon of excellence in south asia yeah right well we became a beacon of all right of some sort uh of of how poor decision making by leaders of our nation has got us to this particular point so that the question i'm again asking from our leaders if you are applying the same bloody theories that got us to this particular point you are going to have the same bloody result and people also need to really understand that they really need to understand the fact that you can't we can't be doing the same thing 17 times of F sake we went to IMF 17 times I mean I don't understand how stupid our people are if the building of confidence should be the one in order to get foreign investors shouldn't we as a nation you know pull our things together and showcase how we can come out from this crisis by ourselves without the support of the rest of the world and this is how we're going to do it and that'll that is going to create enormous amount of confidence uh, amidst uh, you know businesses around the world they might think oh yeah definitely if, if, if those people are very uh, hard working people who knows exactly how uh, to come out of a crisis uh, we don't think like that we are lazy the people of this country is very lazy uh, they don't want to think the hard way the 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 most crucial way that is required that's basically it why uh, just gathering some things from what you were saying now but i don't know if i'm reusing the past too much but we saw within the, the former president's time period uh the the media and the airwaves were completely full with like lines with whatever was happening around the country about people suffering Right now we see that conversation lifting to things like the local government elections and things like that. But <laughs> yeah, just do just as I finish but people today we don't see the on on airways or on like media people not getting food to eat. The 
interest rates affecting SMEs and them having to shut down. Why are we not seeing any of that? Why why is why is the agenda changed there? Because that's not Facebook. That's that's what we are doing to ourselves. It's very very simple because we had a bunch of lying Twitter liberals, social media liberals, the fakest people that this country can find, but they're rich. They're very rich. Yeah. Okay, they're well to do. So what really happened was when Gotabi Rajapaksa became the president, this is in my opinion, uh, uh, when Gotabi Rajapaksa became the president, uh, there was a set of people who wanted to hit him, somehow put this bugger down. Why? Because this bugger was crucial to win Sri Lanka's war. Yeah. Okay, now a war that was won without any support from any other nation in terms of strategizing and executing. Of course, there were a lot of people who helped us, you know, with with uh, uh, intelligence, support. India was a very crucial player. Uh, um, there was a lot of that. Yeah. But the execution of that particular military uh, victory was ours. So it's a homegrown solution. It is a homegrown solution. Okay. And, and, and when that occurred, there was those buggers who were supporting the LTT, who were supporting the terrorists, who were basically here. Still, they are here. Okay. They are well to do in the Colombo elitist community. They are well. I mean, there is one website when you go and you read the articles one after the other. But if you look at who's writing them, you can basically see these are LTT sympathizers living amidst us. They hate the fact that there was a guy, a Sinhalese leader, who, who basically uh, directed the, towards this victory. They, they, they can't stand these uh, you know, old minds that their party lost, which is the LTT was defeated. Now they're coming up with all the... There is one human rights lawyer, which, which I think is the biggest joke under the sun, because she does not care about anybody's human rights. Okay. She only cares about her buddy's human rights. So, I, I, I mean, it was very funny for me to see during the protest time. She was like, you know, constantly telling, you know, oh, my God, the protesters has to be, uh, you know, allowed to do this, allowed to do that. You know, I mean, I was wondering if, and, and mind you, she's not just a, a normal, you know, a, a chokab human rights lawyer. She was, she was in high places. Okay. So she was, she was doing all that. I was wondering if by any chance, even right, our current Human Rights Commission, if by any chance if they were ever there, and social media also was active during the time uh, when the war was going, these buggers will definitely say, don't let the suicide bombers be, be uh, stopped. It's not your right to stop the suicide bombers. Let them come. You should allow them to come. Once they detonate, you do whatever you want. But up until the time that they detonate, it is their right to be there. That's how these buggers are talking right now. Okay? And, and that is, th those people who were there, what happened was, you asked a good question, a pertinent question, was the fact that we heard all this noise prior to uh, um, 20, uh, last year, July. Uh, and as soon afterwards, everything is, everything is done and dusted. Okay? Why? I'll tell you why. Because all those buggers who came to Sri Lanka in 2019 basically to, uh, uh, you know, 
hammer Gotabaya Rajapaksa, hammer the uh, 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 the Sri Lankan uh, um, the military, the the nationalistic uh, viewpoints, the nationalistic agenda, who came with 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 all their uh, you know money into this country in order to uh, basically spoil that ideology. Because after all, God Gotabaya Rajapaksa also came into power in a very huge uh, uh, you know people's mandate. That was also not okay with them. Okay, you know, this guy who killed our our our, our leader, uh, you know, riding on a wave of people's support. No, 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 no. We have to somehow undercut this tone, and they did it. They successfully did it. And this is what I I want people f- who are thinking about Sri Lanka to understand. They are very well organized. They are very well funded. They're very well planned. Sri Lankans are not who cares about this country. There is infighting between them. There is stupid arguments going in between them. They don't rally around one cause, which should be Sri Lanka. Okay, Sri Lanka should be the only cause and fight. So the buggers who came to basically, you know, slang mud on that people's mandate did their job and left the country hence you don't hear anything from them and the ones they supported and funded who are locally here keeping their mouth shut because they know that everything they stood up for now is slowly now we are getting information one after the other how how a lot of nefarious things were occurred during the past few months and and how bad it was for the country what kind of damage it has done now these people who are very uh, vocal about it at that particular time now have to hide and and mind you they will, they will keep their mouth shut at this moment only and no sooner there is a little indication that sri lanka is recovering and going back into that thinking they will start their bs game again and i hope at that time people will come to the realization these are the bullshitters and these are the people who are not uh, being truthful enough or who are not in our camp in order to support this country to grow and for them to basically uh, i don't know to hold them accountable to hold them to the bullshit that they've been spewing and that I, I hope people might do, but but then again, in, in my opinion, I, I, I really don't think, you know, it'll take a long, and this is where, again, once again, the youth, youth has to be very talented in order to understand bullshit when they see some, instead of going and, you know, what they do is they, you know, <laughs> they sit on the pile of shit, and then they're a little bit of, it stinks, no? What stinks? not knowing that they are literally sitting on a pile of shit and the time they they come to that realization is way 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 too late for a lot of people yeah um we come to like coming to like the concluding parts of you know today's discussion i'm still i have like a number of questions i want to clarify with you but uh this is just uh, just to unpack a few things now i i just mentioned reference to the local government elections now uh i think if you can tie this up with the entire imf discussion and everything i saw multiple um people from the opposition rather asking for a sjb mandate at one point and uh, telling that is the you know path to recovery 
and you know in between uh, the SJP leaders uh, cricket matches and you know driving the bus uh, he would also push for a similar sentiment and we can't completely rule out the fact that a local government election might tilt in their favor given how the current administration is going uh, but there is a sense of confusion do you not see I, I don't know I have a sense of confusion in terms of you know where in terms of a party in terms of a person in terms of a party rather that needs to be given a mandate to be working because the central party looks like they're getting their cues from the IMF which uh, fundamentally feels harmful the opposition party is someone who has been advocating for the IMF for a very long time and as soon as the uh, they went there they changed their tune and uh, we have a subsection of the opposition as in part of the government uh, who has been pushing for another mandate which i'm not sure how practical that is what is the sort of direction you can give to these people who are like now looking at another election because i think uh, in singhala it's the apeksha bangatya that's what they call it for like the aspirations being dissolved after president gotabi rajpaksa sort of let down the ball in terms of the mandate he was he got and what he was going to do so people are in a state of confusion and in that confusion they're going to another election i don't think there will be a support the only support um people the support in the sense uh, people support towards another election because i don't think that that's happening everybody understands like if you just go into the streets and ask them uh, what do you need do you need a good economy or do you need a uh, need an election um the supporters of those uh, people who are vying for power will say yes we need, need an election because that is the best time for them to get power right now because right now for them um the 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 party that was against them is at their weakest point now you got to hammer when the iron is hot you wait for another 2 3 years what will happen is basically this it'll give the 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 iron to cool down so then when you hammer it will be will not be effective as such so right now the people who are actually screaming for elections are screaming because they know this is the moment they can't wait till 2024 or i mean like I don't understand why we have the local government system we have to have a local administrative system not exactly a government per se where we elect because this election I don't think is 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 uh needed at now at right now with with the money being spent uh, if people are saying you know i mean there was a good point uh, made by even though i i really disagree with their party politics uh, akhil viraj kari was some he, he basically said you know all right we have only let's say um 10 billion uh, rupees in our coffers right now which we need to use it for electricity water basic uh, essential services for all that uh, but then if you guys say election is important we will spend around uh, you know 5 billion of it but then when we are pushed to the point where we have to basically cover that 5 billion don't complain so people know what they want they want a better economy they want a better environment they want a better life to live and they understand that by this this particular election this 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 uh, local government election i don't think it's going to change that 
Okay, the government won't change. The government won't change. Uh, it's just the local administrative fields will change. So basically, I think there was a a a, a, a thero who said it best a couple of days back. Uh, I can't remember the thero's name. Where he said uh, all these uh, local local administrative buggers are uh, licensed thieves. Uh, basically, people are giving them a license to steal. uh from the local because that's what i mean it is it is it is a corrupt system when it comes to the local government everybody knows if you want to pass some 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 deed or some some bill or some not a bill a permit or something of that sort how much of, uh, you know you had to go and basically give what do you call bribes you know to get your work done so i, I really don't think that the local government election um is required right so now what you're expecting is like a low turnout in the polls so how, how do you expect it to go i need to analyze uh, the next uh, few weeks in order to see the sentiment of the people because i know it's going to be very negative uh, as of now and people might because the thing is this sadly sadly sri lankans forget okay so if by any chance if we if the 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 people who are actually wanting an election managers to drum up enthusiasm around the country for that then people will ask for it that's why i wanted to see what exactly people might feel in the next few days because I hope that we have an intelligent community who understands what's important and what's not. If we really want to have an election, I think we have to go for a general election. That 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 is the only only requirement that is uh, that is needed right now. I think uh the current parliament's four years are due this year. I think it's one and a half years yeah. that you can call uh, election so yeah. that that particular uh, time frame I think we are passing it this year so I think we should go for uh, a general election because uh, 100% true the mandate that was given to Gotabaya Rajapaksa was completely um, completely evaporated people st- lost trust in the SLPP uh, government they lost trust uh, in Gotabaya Rajapaksa So yes it's true you have to give them a chance to come up with another person who is given a mandate and yes what you said in order to work for the people you don't need a mandate but to govern you need one because that's how the democracy uh, system works so for that is a big yes but in the other sense i don't think it is required but this election i think it's a waste of money time energy and everything and what we will get is another bunch of license like i mean not everybody yeah. there are really good people who actually wants to do license. yeah yeah okay, okay. not everyone yeah. but there is a majority of those people are very because i i think like the one who was killed um during the protests the yeah. the the politician from i think anradpur or um polonarwa i mean when you go to his home you can basically see how how uh, i mean you, you couldn't even figure out what was the reason he came into politics because it looked like 
he definitely wanted to make the lives of the people that he uh, he he's uh vying for better rather than making his life better because he had a miserable uh, uh you know house and all but being there might be another side to that story but the thing that i understand is 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 that particular say the 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 good breed of politicians i don't think we have that anymore so i it is the responsibility for, of the youth to basically create that right um just to end our program maybe on a positive note rather what should uh, the listeners be looking forward to this week on state of the nation the program again um we're talking about a good good uh, area of interest which uh basically we're trying to be um, not be we I'm trying to be Bernie Sanders here uh, and and hold the 1% accountable for something nefarious they've been doing basically they are, they've been uh, they are, have been telling everybody to point the finger at the politicians but there is a lot of fingers that is t- that should be turned around towards them because they have done something that is very nefarious to this country and and it is it is a crime it is a massive crime and most of these big shot business corporates goes co- scot free and they funnel money enough to make sure that the finger is not pointed towards them so that is that that story and i don't want to give everything out and i want people yeah. to uh uh watch state of the nation on on other than a 24 on uh, every sunday at seven o'clock um there's a lot that it's going it's going to be very interesting it sounds sounds interesting as well uh my should let to leave it at that uh, thank you for joining me on this week's podcast uh, hope we can have maybe a bit more positive line of thought on the next week's one uh, thank you <laughs> yeah a lot of positivity is required thank you true true i like thank our listeners for staying with us join us again next week as we bring in another episode of the state of the nation podcast thank you and have a great week